0: Hello, hello. I'm so excited for today's conversation. I have Tracy King with me and her business, her title really captured my attention. And when we had the opportunity to talk, I was like, tell me more, tell me more. And they're like, okay, stop telling me. I'm going to interview you because I want to be new to this information too. So Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Such a privilege to be here. Thank you.
0: Oh, I just want to jump right into your naming. So you name yourself and your business, The Gritty Mystic. And, you know, naming is such an interesting thing for books, businesses, courses. So tell me a little bit how you landed on that name.
1: Mm, Such a great question. We'll start with the mystic part. Um, Mystics are people who have a, a personal experience with the divine. There's someone who bridges the seen and unseen world so that more people can connect with that divinity inside of themselves. And that's definitely the path that I'm on. And the gritty part is because I'm keeping it real over here. (laughs) I'm keeping it so real. It's truth talk, but trauma informed. I'm definitely um not afraid to use the f word in my podcasts and my work i just authenticity is everything and to me um keeping it real is authentic and so everyone has a speed that they're on i'm um, not everyone's speed but for some people they just really connect with that and so that's gritty mystic
0: well i would say that my frequency connect with your frequency so i'm like let's talk more let's get out there let's give people permission to recognize what's not working for them and lean into what is. So I felt that when you said mystic, like my heart chakra, like exploded. I was like, yes, yes, working with the divine. So before we get into how you work with the divine, I mean, we don't come out of the womb and often out of high school going, I work with the divine. So (laughs) tell me a little bit about how that came about for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've always been a deeply spiritual person but I grew up in um, a family steeped in fundamentalism. And so spirituality was very narrowly defined by that fundamentalism. And um, I carried that with me even into young adulthood, into marriage, into giving birth to children, And there was always this dissonance inside of me that is like, yeah, I know this is how I was raised and how we see good and bad, but something isn't right. And I poured myself into study to find, you know, that, that connection, you know, fundamentalism claims that you're having a personal relationship with a deity, correct? And so I was... Searching so hard to to feel that, to forge that connection so that I could have an authentic spirituality. And the more I learned, <laughs> the farther it pushed me away from being able to being even capable of embracing that as a worldview. And so I bumped up against what I call my dumpster fire moment, which is my rude awakening. And um I had to leave. Religion. I had to leave it if I wanted to step into my own authenticity, if I wanted to live the truth that I felt connected to inside. And so through that awakening process, I connected with what I would call my spirit guide team. Um, And, and it was a a lengthy process working through the trauma um, that I endured through religion, but also in, um, you know, in childhood. And, and Really found that place of anchoring into what I call my soul self. Some people call it their essential self. It's that multi-dimensional you that is a composite of all of your lifetimes and all of your experiences where all of your wisdom is drawn and was just able to bring and embody more and more of that into my life into every relationship into my experiences and the more i did that the more i became aware of what was possible for me in making this um not only a a personal life path and a personal spirituality, but also um, my purpose and conveying how others can also connect in this way and, and really embody their soul self perspective also. So definitely a journey didn't come out of the womb saying I'm a, I'm an intuitive channel and transformational teacher. (laughs) Something you got to grow into and 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 that's our personal work, right? To be light workers, to be healers, to be transformational, um, agents of change for in people's lives. We have to do our own work.
0: Mm, isn't that the truth? And it's funny because the very first episode of this podcast was Caitlin. And she grew up in a very traditional home, very mm. fundamentalist with their religion, and even a woman I met with on Saturday. But I sort of believe that some of us light workers choose those family structures because of the things that have happened to us in the past, that we want to almost ensure that we're not going to use our connection, wisdom, divine, um, like spiritual alchemy to in this lifetime. And so we put ourselves in these really strict containers to almost make sure that it like locks down our gifts. How do you feel about that?
1: Um, I definitely feel that there's choice involved when we're crafting this life for ourselves and we choose a series of transformations we want to undergo for ourselves. Um, partly for our own Souls experience but partly how could I hold space for others who have um who are working through this kind of trauma if I haven't you know healed my own if I haven't done my own work if I don't if I can't relate to them in that personal way and and so you know definitely I think that we do set up circumstances for ourselves relationships that are key in our lives that um, help inform us. Um, and we can either view that as contrast or as an opportunity to learn and grow and and some is you know more severe than others and you know we we can't discount the fact that um, we're co-creators as well and um and so I'm I'm very cognizant of that, especially for people who have endured severe trauma.
0: Yeah, yeah that that is tough for me too like that is just yes, I have a lot of just, love and appreciation for the journeys that are so tumultuous, but Mm -hmm. it, and it seems like a lot of really heavy duty light workers have tumultuous paths too. I did a light worker event last September, right? 25 different light workers of all different disciplines. And we went around the circle and the stories were just so, so traumatic, but like Mm -hmm. the light that came from those souls was so bright.
1: Mm -hmm. So bright.
0: So, you know, they're doing the work as we talked about earlier. So tell me a little bit about the work you're doing
1: specifically with soul self.
0: Can you explain Mm -hmm. that? Talk about that, what that means to you and how you came up with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So at the very beginning of my journey, when I became cognizant of the fact that, um, of my connection to guides, being able to tap into this place of stillness where I could access this wisdom. I had a lot of questions. (laughs) Like, what is this? Can I trust this? Where is this coming from? You know, when you come from fundamentalist background, anything that isn't, you know, externalized coming from a pulpit or those who are you know affirmed and and those people that we are supposed to trust with spiritual truth anything outside of that is considered evil and so a lot of work i had i had to do in order to connect with sense feel and trust that, that greater part of me that was like, Hey, we're here. And, um, not only just here to help, but here to help you, um, just live the purpose that you came into this life to express. And so there, so the, the, the work at first was just developing trust. And I find that and so many people I work with, and so many other, you know, people who are in the healing, coaching, teaching professions, that, that that balance between between trust and doubt continues to be something that we work with as we deepen our practice, as we deepen the modalities that that we're able to touch others' lives with. Um, because there is so much um in between the seen and unseen parts of ourselves and of the of dimensions of our being that um that there's work related to trust in that, but what is the soul self? The soul self is you. Um, we often describe that as a higher self or essential self, and often because we put those words on it, we think it's way, way far away out there, out of reach, out of touch. We're like, oh, please bless me with your wisdom. It's like, no, that's you. That's actually you, and you can tap into that. And and there are, you know, it's it's simple, but maybe not easy at first. Um, But we all have the capability of tapping into that. And that soul self perspective is infinite wisdom. It's the multidimensional you that all of your concurrent lives, all of what we call past and future lives, lives and other dimensions and other types of bodies, all of that is in this soul self perspective. So you have that wisdom and every every moment um to access as not only guidance but empowerment and so my work is about first of all forging that access and finding that place of trusting that this is you and this is yours, this belongs to you, you have agency in this. And then from that, as we are able to more easily connect with it, we can then begin to integrate and embody that perspective. And that's where the the radical shift comes in in this work is that suddenly when we are seeing through the eyes of our soul self, when we're just dilating a little bit wider so that that becomes our dominant point of view versus our ego point of view, suddenly we see things differently. We see all of the trauma that's being churned up in the world, not as something to fight against and resist, but something that we're being called to heal. Um, We can see relationships from a completely different, expanded dynamic perspective that radically shapes then how we are held in those relationships and hold others um, it changes how we look at our work how we look at purpose how we realize that purpose is who we are and how we're expressing ourselves authentically in this life um, and so people come into this work with with traumas with limiting beliefs with um, unconscious structures that are kind of tamping them down, and once they're able to release those things through this work of connecting with See, and embodying that soul self perspective, suddenly they have that distinct knowing they have that confidence, they have that trust, and they're able to step more boldly into all that they feel called to do. Knowing that as you take one step into that, what you feel called to do, what feels authentic and purposeful and meaningful, that that opens way for greater things, for bigger steps, for um, a more expanded perspective. And that's what this work is just really all about.
0: It's just so beautifully said. And I just really appreciate you highlighting the journey for so many. And I feel like I've been on a similar journey for a while too. And I do feel like I have moments of divine intervention, divine connection, but I also still have moments where I'm like, should I? Should I? I don't know. Who do I think I am? And it's like this constant dance on a daily basis where I'm really trying to keep my ego in check and keep myself aligned Mm -hmm. and my frequency high too. So you know, you've said so many things. I'm curious, you know, a couple things that you said remind me of Byron Katie's work, like who are some of your spiritual teachers throughout your path?
1: Mm, great question. So how that has tended to work for me, um, is I connect to this soul self guidance and I'll bring things down and I'll start to work with them. And then I run into an author or a video or a person who is teaching this or embodying someone's teachings. And it's like an affirmation. Yep, We're all drawing this from the same place. Right. And this goes back to the healing of my own trauma, um, from fundamentalism of externalizing all authority. If I only drew those teachings from other people, I wouldn't own that for myself. I wouldn't find agency in in myself. And so that's, you know, the framework align, allow be something that I pulled down and worked with for a long time before I realized that that's a distillation of spiritual alchemy. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute, (laughs) this existed, (laughs) which is a beautiful thing. But um. Yeah, great question. I mean, Eckhart Tolle, for sure, was a revelation when I first came in contact with his work, work "The Power of Now." Um, I haven't read Byron Katie's work, but I know of her work very, very important. There's another coach of coaches. Her name is Brooke Castillo, and she has a book, "Self Coaching 101," and um, that was recommended to me by a coach, and I found that to be amazing—a great distillation of examining one's thought processes and finding out what really true um what's really underneath triggers. Um Leon um Vanderpool, A Shift in Being, his book is really important to people in the coaching space. If you're um, it's about Um, transformational coaching, his approach, his modality in that, what he means by transformational coaching, because a lot of people put those two words together and they don't always mean the same thing. Um, But I've read so widely. I honestly couldn't credit everyone. That has just been a part of my journey. It's uh, yeah, I'm a reader.
0: (laughs) I'm a reader too. I'm more of a listener, but even in my third book, I documented all the people that I had listened to, read about, visited, did a workshop with and It's a pretty lengthy list over the last decade, but it wasn't, didn't seem overwhelming, but it was an evolution. And it's funny because I find when you learn the lesson, you get the next teacher.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. that
0: We definitely have a book section in the community. So you're happy to post any books or your book or anybody's book that you read that you're like, oh yeah, I want to make sure I mention that. I'm going to definitely check out A Shift in Being because I love good books, books that made me think, and books that helped me connect again or even in a new way. So I really Mm -hmm. appreciate that. So kind of like as we're rounding this out, you know, I really love the deconstruction of fundamentalism and that you talked about before that you had to break out of the structures that were created for you. And now you Mm -hmm. help others do that through the soul self. And I love that. And I love your programming where you're really helping people align, allow, and be, because I Mm. feel like people need that space and that support along Mm. with the coaching to help them break through those thought patterns. And those thought patterns, I believe, drive all of our decisions.
1: Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, what I realized through my own deconstruction process is that I It wasn't just fundamentalism that I was deconstructing that that is entwined with so many other things. It's entwined with patriarchy, deep misogyny, colonialism, um, yeah. capitalism, in its most, you know, offensive and predatory forms. Um, and those are just some of the isms, it, it, you know, white supremacy. And so there's a lot to unpack. And it's going to be lifelong work because we're so steeped in our culture, in those systems. They um, express themselves as something as innocuous as like body shaming. You know, we Mm -hmm. don't realize how that's connected into all of these systems, those thoughts of I am disconnected from my body and I have disgust for my body. As an example, this is something that, you know, so many women work through, men too, Um, um, but it's connected to these systems. And so deconstruction isn't just from a legend. It's from all of these different systems that have informed um, how we think which informs what we've internalized and how we then behave. And so k- keeping a critical eye on all of those things becomes really important. And applying a framework like Align, Allow, Be just gives us a compass because it can feel so overwhelming. It's like, how am I going to solve patriarchy? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so we're always just thinking about, well, just in this moment right now, get myself present. How can I align with the most authentic me with the most authentic thought, right? And how can I allow more of that soul-self perspective to inform what I'm doing now and next? And just realizing the being component is really asking us to not always be in action, to not always be in busyness, to not always be doing, but to be paying attention to the quality of our being. Who am I? who do I want to be? How am I showing up right now? What is the quality of my beingness in this present moment? And that can tell us a lot about where we are and where we prefer to be. But also the more that we tune into that being place, the more we bring a spacious quality to everything we do and everyone we touch.
0: I believe that wholeheartedly. And I believe we can even say that that spaciousness often gets you invited to more discussions and more tables because you have this wisdom energy around you that people feel like they need to be around you because you bring Mm. such peace and knowing to the collective that you get invited. And I think (laughs) that's what we really want is to get more. And in my case, I do a lot of work with women, but more women invited to more decisions because we are so so tipped so heavily on the masculine energy, not that we don't have both, but it's just way too much that if we're going to start healing some of these things, one, we have to figure out how to work together. And then two, we have to empower each other to lean into the energy that allows us to create that space and presence.
1: 100%. I mean, as we continue to do this work, we realize that um, at some point that it's not just about me and my own healing and what I'm doing and being, that suddenly as we're connecting and embodying more of that soul self-perspective, we just see more deeply into the fact of how we operate as a collective and how we co-create what we're experiencing. And when we are seeing as we are right now, that there are things that we would prefer <laughs> other yes. than what's happening. Then yes. we have the capability as creator beings to co-create a new experience together.
0: Mm. Well, if you guys just love this conversation, like I do, I'm sure many of you are going to want to connect with Tracy. So how do people find you? And if they want to work with you, how do
1: they make that? So? Absolutely. You can find me at grittymystic.com. It's where you can listen to my podcast. It's also on any app that you like to access podcasts. Um, you can also find information about my coaching there. I'm calling it transformational coaching, but it's this modality that I talked about, which is really um, a form of of inquiry that helps connect us to that divinity, that soul self, embodying that more in our lives. And uh, I hang out on the Instagram. I'm sometimes on the TikTok, <laughs> but I um, love to connect with anyone.
0: Yeah. Oh, Tracy, this is so great. And I'm going to remember these three words and think of you. Mm. Thank you. Align, allow, and be. Align, yes. allow, and be. So thank you so much for joining us inside the Together We Seek community. And we look forward to seeing you there. And we hope you post some of the things that you're doing online in ways that you're bringing people together. So thank you so much.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for inviting me.